Somehow it seems that Satan is more active today than maybe even sometimes in the past. But uh, certainly he's active through communism, through the you know, Black Lives Matter or burning, looting, uh, murdering, as other people describe it. She, her, hers, he, him, his. I've been a fan of Tucker for years on uh, various uh, cable news shows, but it's such a thrill that he's on at 8 o'clock every night on the Fox News channel. You're listening to the Fakertarians podcast. Fuck Tucker Carlson. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fakertarians podcast. I'm your host, John Hudak, along with Jeremy Kantorowitz, Alec, and our tech guy. So we got episode 39 for you here today. Uh, It's the first episode we've done in a while. It's nice to be back. So it's another uh, Lou Rockwell Christmas special. We did one of these a year ago where we went over some articles and quotes from Lou Rockwell. Uh, There's been some stuff over the past week or so. There's been some other things over the uh, the year that we haven't covered. So we're going to get to a lot today. Okay, so before we start, how's everybody doing today, co-hosts? I'm just uh, really glad that Lou was considerate enough to share neo-Nazi website uh, in December. That way, because he was really just hoping that you guys would do another Christmas special. Yeah, he was waiting. <laughs> exactly. He was just that considerate to you guys. So, you know, I'm really, I'm really thankful for that in this holiday spirit, you know? I mean, yeah, he's like the gift that keeps on giving, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll, we'll jump into some stuff. So, in case anyone's been living, like, under a rock for the past... Uh, week or so. So Lou Rockwell has this thing on his website. I think it's it's on it's usually on like the right hand side of the site. I think it's called like political theater or something like that. Where what he'll do is he will add a title to something and then link to a site. Like link to articles he likes or or things like that. Yeah. So sometimes there'll be YouTube videos, sometimes there there will be just a little blurb. Sometimes there will be like an actual full article and link. So on December second, he linked to an or he, he he linked to an article, and the title he put for the post was "What the U.S. Government Has Done to Normal People," and then it has his byline. It says December second, twenty twenty one, and then it says click here, and it has it has a hyperlink, and the hyperlink is to a neo-Nazi website called the Daily Stormer. Okay, so I'm gonna. We have an, a saved archive version of that. It's a long story, but it was it was taken down after maybe like 24 hours after the backlash started. But no one really noticed it for like five days because apparently the people who normally read LouRockwell.com are totally fine with Nazi stuff. But um, so let me let me pull this article up. So sadly, I'm on the DailyStormer.com right now, but luckily it's an archive link, so I'm not giving them any traffic. So the article starts with a few things about China. Um, It starts with complaining about how the Jews control America. And then just like the title of Lou's post, it, it says, here's a list of things that the U.S. government has done to normal people. So it starts with, it starts pretty, pretty innocently. Stripped us of all of our constitutional rights. Okay. Okay. Sure. You go down a few. Flooded us with primitive third world savages. That's getting into Nazi territory, to say the least. Declared white people, and then it says in parentheses, Native American population, which doesn't make any sense because white people aren't Native Americans, but okay. (laughs) To be terrorists. Um, Another one is promoted black riots and violence. Promoted, huh? Yeah, the... You, you didn't catch that that Biden ad where he's like, "Yeah, let's let's have some violence." I don't, yeah, I don't know what they're talking about. Um, then there's another one: forced racial integration. So here's here's where it gets to. Uh, I mean, that's 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 a dumb enough thing to complain about in itself. But John, if you want to share the tab, you can bring it into the. I have it on a different browser. I don't know if that's. I yeah, you know what? I can see if I can pull it up. Give me one second. Yeah, because uh, integration is the thing that's being forced, not segregation, right? Yeah, right. definitely. Okay, let me pull it up in a Chrome tab. <coughs> Hold for some technical difficulties for a second. If I have it on, I was using a different browser. Okay. 
Okay. Is that working? Yes. There right, it is. So perfect. Then we get to here's here's the other things that the Daily Stormer was complaining about that Lou Rockwell thought was a, a good article to share to his fan base. I mean, it makes sense when you look at some of his fan base, but legalized gay anal sex. That's another thing the U.S. government has done to normal people, apparently. <laughs> The, the best part of that is that Ace. apparently he's like he has no problem with uh straight anal sex it, it's just the gay stuff that just, he's the gay. About. Just, just the gay just stuff. the gay stuff yep. he probably has a problem doing it in his old age but you know other <laughs> well the actual i i should get to this too because there's there's just so much behind this but uh the actual author of this piece is like the head guy at the daily stormer um his name is andrew anglin and we'll we'll get into him a little bit later he is very open neo-Nazi. Um, he's talked about how he hates women and they deserve to be tortured and raped. Real, real, real nice guy. But uh, it sounds like a a well-rounded individual. Oh, exactly. Maybe he'll be Dave Smith next podcast guest. Oh yeah, but, uh, <laughs> fellow, fellow travelers. Fellow travelers. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Okay, then he then Anglin complains about how the U.S. government legalized interracial marriage. Which, okay, based (laughs) exactly based, um, gave women the right to vote, gave homosexuals direct access to children. Which, what does that even mean? I guess adoption. I'm thinking adoption, probably. (laughs) It's like they can, they can come, like, gay people can come up and say hi to kids, and like, is that that supposed to be illegal or something? Well, every gay every gay person is a pedophile uh, to some people, so you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's true. That's that's probably where he's going on it from. Um, the next one is legalized pornography. I mean, that's good for Andrew Anglin because that's probably all he can get. But hasn't it always been legal? Like, hasn't this always been legalized? Like, that's a good question. There's, I don't think there's ever been a law against. Well, there's been obscenity laws, but I don't know. I'd have to look into the history of. This mean about you mean porn? Yeah. Well, there were laws about the uh, the transfer of porn, like the Comstock laws. You couldn't do it through the mail and stuff. But I don't really know if there's ever bans on owning any pornographic material. Yeah, I mean, there there was like Playboy like decades ago. <laughs> Tardell. <laughs> um, oh, another another one here. Allowed Jewish bankers <coughs> total dominance of the U.S. economy. Here I'm scrolling. Oh, let me scroll down on the Chrome tab so people can actually see it, even though it's really small. Uh, apparently, Mr. Anglin believes that the U.S. government promoted gay sex to children, which Inject, I, injected children with tranny hormones. Tranny hormones. <laughs> the, the special hormones, you know. <laughs> what What about the you know the kids who actually have like a. a uh you know a hormone deficiency are they given the non-tranny hormones <laughs> so they is he is he alleging that they like took hormones from like transgender people and like injected them into kids as like i don't know project or right into the veins quick <laughs> <laughs> uh, i need my fix of tranny hormones we've, we've we come a long way from paper they, volcanoes he complains that they taught anal sex in schools when did they do I, that with the whole abstinence? Like, you know, when did they do I that? I don't remember that. I miss, I miss that class because I sure I definitely yeah, like I had, everything out I myself. I had sex education classes at like the public schools I went to, but it, it there was definitely no like, here's how to do gay anal sex. And but I, again, he's not complaining about that they're being taught to do straight anal sex. It's just the gay one. Just the gay anal sex. Yeah. <laughs> We should shout oh. Drew Rockwell, Lou Rockwell, to hear his reaction. <laughs> that comment. Banned, banned prayer from schools. That that never happened. Prayer isn't banned from yeah, schools. Sure I can schools. I can guarantee you, living in the place I live, it's not banned. Yeah, the only thing nominally banned is school officials leading it or promoting it, but that's just a nominal ban. Yeah. Darnell, okay. please. Here we go. Legalized <laughs> abortion. Um. Promoted women to positions of power over men. Uh oh, can't have a woman in a position of power. Obviously. Yeah, I remember uh, the first England, woman president. I think England struggled <laughs> to come to terms with his uh, submissive uh, sexual <laughs> urges. Um, Wendy Wendy Rogers is definitely. Uh... <laughs> okay. Yeah, women see. tied. 
purposely Spide. driven down the white birth rate. <laughs> Spide on, the side on the everyone's legitimate. Based. Which which on the side of the which on the side of the site actually there's a there's a countdown to when um uh when white people are no longer the majority is, in America. This is great. So this article, like, basically after that list, it talks about how, like, China's not a big issue or something like that, which, like, okay. But it says here, gay marriage in Taiwan does not affect you. But he apparently thinks that, like, gay marriage and interracial marriage in the U.S. does affect you. So I don't know where he's going with that. Well, he doesn't um, care about how other races and cultures operate because they're uh, inferior to him. This is, I, I imagine this is, like, this is, like, his uh, depiction of himself crying at the end self-portrait yeah exactly so let's let's talk about i'm gonna get rid of the article and we'll talk actually let me share just so everyone can see and visualize this in case they haven't seen it there we go this is lou's link right here that i was talking about before it says what the u.s government has done to normal people which is what that list was about normal people like lou rockwell apparently who share links to the Daily Stormer. <laughs> and there's the link right there to the Daily Stormer, which is a, an open neo-Nazi website. And that's apparently okay in certain libertarian circles now. But it's actually been interesting um, because usually, usually when there's a controversy like this, you get a lot of people like Dave Smith and all of them kind of like pushing back, like, oh, Lou Rockwell's great. These are just the loser brigades. Huh? They haven't done anything good with their lives. But it's except for like a few people, not the big names, except but except for like a few smaller names that would probably just defend basically anything. There really hasn't been much pushback on this in terms of like people standing up for Lou. Which is like, come on, come on, defend your guy here. Kind of reminds me of the whole Tyler Bratton thing, because he was kind of quickly blacklisted from a lot of uh, the right wing and the Libertarian Party. Uh, even like the social right wing, when he posted, when he shared that uh, Trump 2020 video of the whole swastikas in the background thing. Uh, I think it's just that there's only so much you can openly defend before the mask comes off, and you, it, it's calculus. Normally, the thing is they're they're not going to blacklist loose. So this is going to no, be they won't blacklist them because the dude founded the Mises Institute. He's still the chairman of the Mises Institute. He was, I think, he was Ron Paul's chief of staff at some point. He's actually yep. suspected by a lot of people of writing or at least being the editor for the uh, racist Ron Paul newsletters from the 90s, which would make sense given everything else I know about him. At the very least, I'm sure he's a big fan. <laughs> okay, what else do I have on this sheet here? So do we want to stay on the on the Nazi article for a little bit longer or do we want to move on here? Because I got some other stuff to cover. I mean, yeah, we could definitely move on. But I mean, it really, it's just, there's no plausible deniability here. Like that's, no. Lou has zero no. plausible deniability and, and they love their plausible deniability. And no, nope. because it's, it's the daily stormer. It's not even like, <laughs> it's not even some website that like hides it. And then you can't even say, and I mean, he knows who the daily stormer is, but let's pretend for a second that he doesn't know who the daily stormer is. Like, Let's say he's just like, oh, I just saw this website and these kids are linking to it or however Lou Rockwell talks. Um, <laughs> once he actually clicked on the link, he very clearly, based on the title of his post, he very clearly read that list that's saying things like that they're complaining about the government banning inter interracial marriage or gay anal sex. Like, it's, it's not like, and it wasn't just like one thing on that list that like maybe he glossed over. Like, that was a lot of it. So, yeah, the plausible deniability is out the window. And, I mean, we know what Lou is from everything he's written over the years. Like, But even right. even for the most skeptical people, there's there's nothing there, which I think is why people like Dave and people like, like even Tho Bishop won't chime in. And usually Tho right. is like, yeah, let's, like, send the cops after the homeless people, which we'll get to, we'll get to in a bit. But, uh, yeah, no defense. I will say... Um... I saw someone ask who Lou Rockwell was, because apparently they weren't too familiar. And the Mises Caucus official Twitter uh, tweeted a reply that was Jeff Diaz fluff piece. Thank you to Lou Rockwell for everything he's done for the libertarian movement. Oh, that's that. right. Yeah, and I was like, like yeah, I don't know who Lou Rockwell is. And then, yeah, it was this sad. Like, if they didn't want to get into the issue, they could have just said, well, he's the founder of the Mises Institute, chairman, whatever. Like, they didn't have to, like, jump on the issue. 
but, but even they won't like, say anything about it directly. To share the fluff piece is a bit um, concerning, and that was not. Uh, oh, yeah. But like, yeah. even the Mises Caucus will not directly address this. Like, right. I know I've seen like a member here or there address it, but I mean like the upper the upper level people, they will not say. They won't be like, oh, it's not. Like, even they won't be like, oh, it's not a big deal because they're gonna look like idiots if they do that. Or like maybe he shared it by accident because if, if you say he shared it by accident again, you're gonna look like an idiot. You don't just <laughs> accidentally share a neo-nazi link it's not it's not a pocket dial like like a post i made earlier this week whoops wrong <laughs> url <laughs> yeah no uh but there has been no like prominent defense for it other than that uh which was half-heartedly done oh yeah uh, yeah okay oh. so we'll get to some we can even, we can touch on this again later but there's been, there have been some other articles over the past year since we did our last Lou Rockwell Christmas special that I kind of wanted to touch on. So let me pull some up. So like I said, on his website, he does this thing where he shares uh, like links to articles and he'll write a title on it. And there's this one article I'm pulling up right now where it's the, the title he wrote and also the title of the article is time to hit america's time-tested immigration pause button this was from july 22nd 2021 that he shared this and the the subheading of the actual article said it's time for america to hit the pause button and put an immigration moratorium in place to promote a strong republic with american america first policies so he's, he's calling for or at least he likes the idea of because They'll say he's not calling for it, but it's very clear he's actually calling for it if he's sharing this article. He's calling for a moratorium on all immigration, which, I don't know, doesn't seem very libertarian to me, but I don't know, maybe the Mises Caucus thinks it is. It's just driver's licenses. Yeah, it's just, oh yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit, Dave. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to back to Gary Johnson's taco truck on every corner. Uh, I, like my, I like Hispanic food too much to uh, support an immigration moratorium, so, you know. Same. Please read this out loud. This is from Tarnell. The Mises Institute is a virus that should be excised from the earth with, with fire and blood, and the field on which it stood sown with salt that no Gary Norths can ever grow there again. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's reasonable. Uh, we should add that to the LP platform. <laughs> yes. Yes, we should. Did you see Tarnell's comment on uh, miscegenation earlier? I think I did. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. miscegenation today, miscegenation tomorrow, miscegenation <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me pull up this next article. So I'm sure everyone by now knows the Derek Chauvin case, the uh, the George Floyd murder. So the day after that case happened, or the day after the verdict in that case happened, where Chauvin was found guilty of a multitude of things, including murder, Lou Rockwell's website didn't have anything about it. There was no, like, like for a libertarian website, you'd expect, like, okay, maybe, like, some cop, got convicted of murdering a guy maybe we could be like okay this is a good step in the right I mean, direction like you would think pretty a libertarian more or less website. the largest yeah more or less the largest news story of the day week yeah. month like <laughs> so instead of that he just and i'm sure this was totally coincidental it, it wasn't he shared an article and i'll let me bring up a screenshot of it because we posted about it from our page give me one second Okay, so this is the screenshot from the article I'm talking about. He was dropping the, the 1350 dog whistle about black crime statistics that the, all the racists like to drop. I'm not even going to go into detail about that because it's not worth my time right now. But here's the, here's the paragraph here. A final thought. And this, so this wasn't Lou, to be clear, but this was published directly on his website. This was not a link. And I would imagine that, or I would contend that, someone who publishes an article on their website is responsible for the content of that website or the content of that article. I think that's pretty fair. So here's what it yeah. says. A final thought. BLM protesters have sported placards that read no justice, no peace. Well, what if it were in my power to guarantee that justice? 
What if I could wave some kind of magic wand that right now would have the desired effect of ensuring that any future police shootings would be completely justified and that any future deaths in custody would be the result of something other than malice, neglect, or carelessness? Would our country see any let up in black criminality and become more peaceful as a result? Absolutely not. Murder offenders from a little group making up only 13% of the population would go right on committing half the country's murders murdering white people at more than eight times the expected rate and killing cops at nearly triple the expected rate. So this racist garbage is what Lou is concerned with the day. Oh, I have chats popping up. <laughs> <laughs> this racist garbage is what Lou is concerned with the day after a cop was finally found guilty of murdering someone. I just want to let that sink in for a second. He I think also that kind shared of... a 1350 article yesterday. He did life. also share a 1350 article yesterday but it was trying and to I'm justify pretty... police shootings of black yeah no I'm, I'm pretty sure it was from the same guy actually uh let me check what, what was his name on the other one do you remember i think it was like george something george Hollenbeck. yeah george Hollenbeck. yeah it, do you have that pulled up yeah do you want the link yeah pull, give that to me now just so i can uh just so i can talk about that since we're on that topic I remember. I was like, you just got a, uh, you just got blasted for sharing a neo-Nazi article, and a couple days after, you shared a thirteen fifty article. That's really, uh, really intelligent of Lou. Uh, <laughs> He's a smart guy. What can I say? I threw it in the uh, streamyard chat. Okay, give me one second. That would be the first thing I would do, you know, <laughs> if I got blasted okay, for sharing. So here's, here's what he said. I'll just, I'll just read a little bit of this off. It, it, the whole article is basically like saying that black people are dangerous. Like that's, he doesn't say that exactly, but that's, that's what he's trying to say just by like listing a bunch of things. So he says, where was it? The figures for 2020 totaled 1,021 shootings of those 241 victims were black. And of those, this is about police shootings. And of those, a grand total of 18 were unarmed, that category being the one where we would most likely expect to find unjustified shootings. However, even unarmed people can be dangerous enough to be, un to be justifiably shot. Out of those 18 instances, only four were unquestionably bad shoots that resulted in the officer involved being charged. And then the next paragraph starts. Having discussed black people killed by police, it may be instructive to look at police killed by black people. So again, He's trying to put forth this narrative that black people are dangerous and that police are justified in shooting them. It was, it was funny because someone was coming at us on Twitter the other day being like, I don't yeah. think he's trying to justify it there. And I'm like, he, he's literally using the word justifiable. Like, I don't even, I don't know how much more obvious you could get than that. Yeah, but what does that mean exactly? <laughs> well, actually, speaking of police shootings. The next article I have from LewRockwell.com was one he republished on his site back in May. And the title is called The Five Myths of Systemic Racism in Policing. Here is myth number three. Police officers employ unjustified force. And it says under it, commentators tend to paint police officers as aggressive. However, the truth is that they often exercise restraint even while enduring abuse. So again, he's trying to debunk the idea. Oh, we lost we lost Alec. But he's trying to debunk the idea that like police brutality is a thing, which is funny because if you saw our, our previous uh, Lou Rockwell special, Lou wrote an op-ed in the LA Times in I believe 1991 it was around the Rodney King riots where he was yep. basically not even basically. I mean, he was, <laughs> he was advocating for police brutality. I think he ended it with some, with some, uh, thing about as a libertarian, I'm I'm starting to think we should be banning video cameras or something like it was supposed to be like a sarcastic little quip. But what he was saying was that because cops were being filmed, they weren't able to beat the shit out of, suspected criminals anymore and that was rising making crime rise yep so he was it was absolutely advocating for police brutality which we'll get to more with dave smith in a little bit so just you wait <laughs> let me pull up the oh jeremy you want to say something oh no nope nope i'm good 
Let's see. Was this written in the Ron Paul newsletter? No, it was written in the LA Times. <laughs> yeah, it was it was published as an op-ed in the Los Angeles Times in I believe it was 1991. We have in I think the actual link to it is taken down by now, but we have an archive link um, at least on our Facebook, if not on our Twitter too. So I can I can provide that. And actually, if you look, I wrote an article. Few months ago, maybe a oh, little actually, bit longer. Actually, if you just type on um, Lou Rockwell, LA Times, it comes right up. LA Times oh, it still has it published. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah, safe streets versus urban terror. Yeah, that's what it's called. Okay, so let me pull up the next thing that the next dumb thing that was published on Lou Rockwell's website. This was, and this is all over the past year. This was March twentieth, twenty twenty one. I'm not even going to read any of the article because it's just straight up paleo garbage but it, it was at the top of his weekend edition of his website and the title by someone named vasco kohlmeyer is why transgenderism is immoral which i'm sure <laughs> is a very big pressing libertarian issue and i'm, and I'm sure, sure he's gonna go really in depth on you know how he researched this conclusion right yeah and and just like how dave smith always likes to chastise people for focusing on like things he views as minor, like immigration for some reason. I'm sure Lou will be getting, or Dave will be getting to Lou very soon about this and being like, uh, I'm like, I'm like, you shouldn't focus on this. Um, but um. I don't know, he'll get there. <laughs> so the next article, so this one was actually one that was from June, 2020, but I missed it. It's entitled, Do White People Have a Future? It was published straight on this website. It's by Paul Craig Roberts. And I think I only need to read, need to read like, is this the, yeah, maybe the second paragraph to kind of get across what kind of paleo garbage white nationalist pandering shit this is. So here's, here's that, that paragraph, just two sentences. White liberals, white leftists, and the Democratic Party are prime enemies of white Americans. They intend white genocide, thinking like the social justice characters in the camp of the saints that they will be spared. Much of white corporate America is also an enemy of white people. Alone among the American media, Tucker, Tucker Carlson on Fox News reports on what is happening to us. <laughs> so I don't think I need to go any further. I mean, it's... I think, like, even... I really need a... I need the confused Tucker Carlson look that he gives whenever a guest is speaking, where he just stares at the camera and just like <laughs> gives that face. We need that gift for that. I think even being like the most charitable, like that's it's just straight up pandering to white nationalists there. If Lou isn't one himself, which I mean, he very well might be at this point. I mean, I my mean, dogs different. aren't screaming. <laughs> Now, John, you know you can't defame somebody by offering your opinion that they are white nationalist. Lou is welcome to sue me. <laughs> <laughs> I will if if Lou sends me a message saying that he's going to sue me for saying that he's been publishing Nazi wet or Nazi links or pandering to white nationalists. I will provide him my address to serve that lawsuit. That's Please. a promise. Please. Okay, then we got another one. I'm not even going to read the article because it's it's just garbage. I mean, I read it when I originally posted this on the Fakertarian's Twitter. But this is this is uh, another one of his political theater links where he posted on the right side of his website. <laughs> November 14th, 2021. And Josh Smith is going to love this one. So Pfizer's clinical trial data strongly indicates their COVID-19 jab causes the recipient to develop AIDS. Don't get that article. Calm down, yeah. Josh Smith. Calm I'm, down. I'm sorry, but I I don't think that's science. I'm I'm just gonna say I wouldn't even call that pseudoscience. I like that's just like it's something. <laughs> and it's weird because like Lewis had a history of AIDS denialism. Mm. They post AIDS denialism stuff on the website all the time, saying like uh -huh. HIV doesn't cause AIDS and like I I don't even remember what else. Something about like AIDS being fake. But now that now that there's a COVID vaccine, like now AIDS is real again. Huzzah. I'm so sure Josh Smith is just waiting for the full dump still. <laughs> we'll, we'll know about uh For anyone who doesn't know that, it was uh, maybe a year ago or a little longer. 
Josh Smith was uh, made a Facebook post saying that it looks like COVID nineteen was started by like splicing it with AIDS or something, or no, splicing it yeah. with HIV. And then he said that he was waiting for the full dumps, and he just he fell for a four chan troll, is is what yeah. that was. I like mean, someone was posting on four chan about that, and he's like, oh yeah, this seems like a reputable source. <laughs> I'm surprised he still doesn't call it uh, <laughs> GERD. What? Oh, GERD. Oh, when, when HIV first um, was, was discovered, they, or when they really didn't know what was going on, they called it um, GERD, gay-related immunodeficiency. Oh, my God. Lou probably yeah. does call. I bet if I search that on LouRockwell.com, there's at least a 50-50% chance that something is going to show up. <laughs> like i we gotta i should dig through his articles on aids or, uh later because there's definitely gonna be something homophobic in there oh, oh definitely yeah, totally. like for sure so do we have anything else we want to say about lou rockwell for a second because there i know this is the lou rockwell christmas christmas special but i had a few other things i'd like to get to today they're a little bit less well they're kind of related to lou in a way in that with Dave, he likes to promote police brutality, which I'm sure Lou is a big fan of. But I did want to move on to some other stuff, too. So, yeah, um, I suppose, yeah, we could move on. I mean, yeah, we've we've got our other show, yeah. which outlines all of his other fun Mighty Ducks hating stuff. And OK, so let me pull this up. So, again, in case anyone has either been living under a rock or just doesn't go on Twitter, which are pretty similar. Uh, there's been a controversy going around about Dave Smith and also Joe Bishop from the Mises Institute, who basically started it by... So they, they were quoting a Rothbard piece from the 90s where Rothbard talks about unleashing the cops and allowing them to administer, administer instant punishment. And they always like to say, like, Oh, but it says subject, of course, to when they are in error. And they think that somehow yep, that makes it any better because, you know, cops are going to be held accountable. And, you know, we want cops just beating the shit out of suspected criminals anyway. But, but okay. So there's been some controversy going around about that. It started with, I think Tho said something about, Tho Bishop, a Mises Institute. I think he's the assistant editor. He said something about, like, clearing the streets of bums and vagrants or, and who cares where they go? It was it was like a Rothbard paraphrase. Yep. So that kind of brought back up this whole Rothbard article. And then I have it pulled up here. November 27th of this year, um, Dave quote tweeted someone who was talking about Rothbard's, Rothbard's thing about beating up criminals. And I'll, I'll read it to you guys just in case you're not familiar with it. So this is from his right-wing populism essay. It says, take back the streets crush criminals. And by this, I mean, of course, not white collar criminals or inside traders, but violent street criminals, rubber, robbers, muggers, rapists, murderers. Cops must be unleashed and allowed to administer instant punishment, subject, of course, to liability when they are in error. So Dave quote tweeted that he's talked about that before. And he talked about like how that's like a good libertarian solution while the state exists. He had a whole article about Rothbard's paleo period. But Dave quote tweeted at this time and said, I've never understood what was at all controversial about this one. He makes it clear that he's talking about violent criminals and he insists that the cops be held liable when in error. What's unlibertarian about that? <sighs> so I've, I've written a full on article about this. I'm not just going to go through the whole thing. It's, I think it's up on the Fakertarians website. It's called like, leash the police or something like that yeah but just the idea that it's libertarian to have cops being like judge jury and executioner just running around the streets just beating the shit out of people even if even if they somehow are held liable when in error whatever that whatever that even means like maybe if the person's found not guilty or i don't even know what but just the idea that you want agents of the state out there just having the ability to beat the shit out of people is like so far from any legitimate libertarian thought. I was going to say any libertarian thought, but someone's going to say like Rothbard's paleo stuff is libertarian thought. So any legitimately libertarian thought that it's, it's just 
it's just entirely out of the the stratosphere and for for some reason dave doesn't get that because it he's it was interesting during the blm protests how dave kind of downplayed the idea that there that there was or he downplayed the protests in general he was basically yeah. saying like he said at one point that because there was some violence in the streets he said this is worse than the state which is like 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 really some people like obviously people shouldn't be like burning people's property or something but really some people like breaking windows is worse than the drug war or worse than like murdering people in yemen like come on dave like we know we know you're trying to pander to your to your alt-right friends but let's be realistic a little bit here right well and even when you look at it um i think it was like one to two billion dollars in in damage which is a lot and that is terrible and should never have happened but i mean a the police more or less enabled it they they okay. went and attacked people that weren't doing anything but protesting i mean i was there i <laughs> experienced it myself and 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 then they would just let i mean they would just let people you know attack property and and just go after people that and, really weren't doing anything and wrong. you know there's there's people taking advantage of that too it's not it's not all just like protesters there's people who just want to go out and like break shit right right and they're taking right. advantage of the fact that there's a bunch of people out in the streets and they're like oh, okay let's do this and it there there is like a a mentality involved with large groups of people sometimes like i don't know if anyone's been to a like a a gathering in the streets let's say after a college team or like a, a pro sports team wins a championship like there's my, oh, they do that stuff too. My, my, uh, the basketball team at where I went to undergrad won the national championship while I was in school. And I saw, I saw people put lampposts through buildings, all, all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like there was, and just like, and that was just one night. Like this was a, this was a mass movement, like a mass mobilization, like we hadn't seen in years. And the, the right. fact that we're, the fact that someone is nitpicking about that instead of, looking to the fact that there were like people taking to the streets to chant about defunding the police and chant about uh ending qualified immunity like wh which one should we really be focusing on here right yeah but and i mean i i think like uh i don't I don't like to mention this but like uh uh john oliver made the point he's like if you if you worry more about how a decentralized movement uh acts in comparison to how a tax-funded militia basically acts what wh what's your point exactly yeah so um, i want to move on to another thing that dave has done it was actually today so i think there was some talk about government mandated vaccine passports which for the record i will i will say that i am entirely against any government mandates regarding covid I'm fine with private businesses saying that you need to be vaccinated or you need to wear a mask or you need to have a negative test at a concert or something like that. But I don't think the government should be involved in that. But Dan Berman, who ran for, I believe he ran for the LP, LP presidential nomination in 2020. Yep. He responded to Dave talking about being against like all that kind of COVID stuff and said, do we oppose mandatory passports at the border? So instead of Dave being like, yeah, we don't want the, the government telling people who can travel, Dave says, I'll focus on the totalitarianism sweeping the world, and you focus on driver's licenses. Deal? Now beat it. But just the idea that he's, that Dave's trying to make this seem like a driver's licenses thing, instead of like a mass, uh, a mass state mobilization to stop people from crossing imaginary lines, just it's it's just like just be honest dave at this point you know what i mean like he's not he's he's totally just straight up minimizing it and trying to make right. it seem like it's something well, it's not and actually i just pulled up here too um they, they went back and forth a little bit and he ultimately has responded with um Ideally, there would be no government passports. I don't think we're anywhere close to that time, and it's not a major concern to me. I don't care at all about changing the plank, which... Um, the immigration plank of the LP which, platform. The immigration plank in the yeah, LP. Yeah, Dave, it's not a major concern to you because you just care about yourself, apparently, and you don't care about all the other people. Like, we shouldn't just care about 
the rights of the people in the territory marked as the United States. Like it's not, it, especially if you're like a natural rights person, like it, natural rights, natural rights theory does not say, oh, if you're in the United States, you have these rights. But if you're born on the other side of that line, that the government drew in the desert, you don't have those rights. So fuck you. And I mean, you know like, I mean? and we all know that if a cop got, I don't know, had a personal vendetta against Dave and like sat outside of his driveway and asked him for his driver's license every time he pulled out of his house, he'd be fucking, he'd be fucking like complaining on Twitter, non fucking stop about it. But it's just driver's <laughs> license, bro. Just yes. driver's license. It's just like a massive government agency, like hunting down people in the desert and stopping cars by the border and a massive police state. But it's it's just driver's licenses, bro. Right. Just driver's license. Yeah. And just so, the fact, pretend... it makes it even funnier, though, that he talks about how, like, and don't get me wrong, I'm against the idea of some kind of government-enforced COVID passport. Like, I don't think that the government should be able to like tell private businesses who they should let in their store. Right. But the fact that he's acts like COVID passports are like, well, I, I, I can even, I can say this because the Mises people compare it to this all the time. They act like COVID passports are the Holocaust, but actual passports are just like, Oh, it's not a big deal. Like, and like, don't forget who, about the, the immigration detention centers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. We have Throwing more of a correlation there than anything. Kids in cages, which is yeah. funny because Dave actually went on uh, Molyneux's show a few years ago for an episode called Immigration Derangement Syndrome, where Molyneux was basically just downplaying the idea that there's like that. I mean, they, they said like, oh, it's not great that they're in cages. There, there was some of that, but like they were downplaying the idea of like open borders and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I'm 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 sick of him at this point. Eggs. We're gonna have to deal with him for at least a couple of years. Oh, definitely. Okay, so moving on from Dave, there is one other topic I wanted to cover today. So if if anyone didn't see, and I I'll, I will admit that I did not watch this debate, Angela McArdle was the uh, Mises Caucus candidate for chair for twenty chair of the Libertarian Party for 2022 was recently in a debate in, I believe it was New York City at the Soho Forum. Yeah. I, I don't remember exactly what the debate was about. I believe it was about can vaccine mandates ever be justified or something like yep. that. But I'm not even, I'm not criticizing her for her position here at all, because I would actually argue that government vaccine mandates can never be justified. But yeah, so Apparently she turned it into some, um, like no mandates like your company can't mandate it or the okay. concert venue so so she ended up going way further than like government mandates I, which... I heard that she also was like talking about the efficiency of the vaccine which had nothing to do with the actual right because it wasn't just about the covid vaccine it was about vaccines in general. vaccine in general but, yeah but even that content is not really related to what i want to talk about here so i don't know if anyone knows what an oxford style debate is so basically and this is what they do at the soho forum People and it was people watching online and people there because there was a I believe there was a vaccine mandate. So basically the Mises caucus couldn't go, but they were allowed to watch it online. And before the debate starts, you vote on your position. You say whether you agree with like the person taking the negative or taking the affirmative or you vote that you're undecided. And the way they decide who wins is they see what like they see how big of a change in the percentage of people the undecided were. So if you like convinced more people of your side who were undecided previously, or, or you made them flip altogether, like it, it compares the two percentages basically, but you want, you're, you're best off if you're convincing people that were not on your side originally. So Angela for the debate, and I'm pulling it up right now. So bear, bear with me for a second. She made a post on her Substack, saying, marking your, so I'll, I'll read the whole thing just, just for some context. So they can't go out of context, like they, they always do, even though the context doesn't change anything, but what do I know? But she said, <laughs> if you haven't purchased the ticket yet, please do so. You can get an online ticket option at the SohoForum.org. This is an Oxford style debate. So if you want to help me win, you need to log in on time and follow the instructions to vote before and after the debate begins. Marking yourself as undecided in the beginning is the best way to help me win. 
Oxford-style debates are measured by the number of people who are persuaded from the beginning of the debate to the end. So basically, she tried to rig the debate. And obviously, we can't, we can't quantify whether people actually listened to that. I would imagine they did, and I would imagine she was telling people this outside of her substack too. Like basically anyone who was who was going to the debate, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that. But she won the debate maybe by it was it was a very small margin. It was like two percent, three percent, something like that. So she really like eked out a victory. And she's she's going around and before that even before people realized this this whole thing about how she basically tried to rig it. She's going around saying how she won and Dave Dave Smith is congratulating her and stuff like that. So today, um, Nick Sarwark shared a post saying that asking supporters to mark themselves as undecided is certainly one way to win an Oxford-style debate. Not ethical, but apparently effective. And Angela said, no, this is common in Oxford debate. Everyone knows that. And Nick said, can you share one of these common examples of an Oxford-style debaters asking supporters to falsify their initial vote as undecided if you want to help me win in order to influence the outcome? And Nick also asked if her opponent did the same common tactic. And then he wrote, thanks in advance. And Angela blocked him. Which is which is a fun answer, though. <laughs> but it, it's just funny to me that he blocked or she blocked Sarwark for questioning her, because maybe she would have responded better if Nick had been questioning the Holocaust instead. Just asking <laughs> questions. If anyone, if anyone uh, isn't familiar with that, I'll give some I'll give some background there. So I'm I'm not just making a like a Mises Caucus Holocaust denial joke because you know. They pandered to some for sure, but at the, I, I believe it was the Alabama state convention, uh, earlier this year, Angela was asked a question. And again, she's, she's their chair candidate. She's running to be the chairman of the libertarian party. She has the endorsement, at least, I don't know if they've officially endorsed her yet, but it, it's very obvious that they're endorsing her. Like they're working together on everything. And she was asked a question at that, at that Alabama convention. So the question is this, I, ha I have the exact quote here. So in California, your caucus has invited Hotep Jesus to speak at their convention. He has expressed anti-Semitic views, anti-GSM views. He's not a libertarian. If elected to be chair of the national party, would you invite someone like that to the national convention? And just as an aside here for a second, like off of the, I'm not quoting anymore. We've covered Hotep Jesus a lot. He, he's basically a guy who likes to blame the Jews for everything, like very openly, at least he was very open about it for years. And then there, I think it was a daily beast article about him and you can look it up. You can see all of his, all a bunch of, it's not even all of his quotes. Cause there's a million of them, but a bunch of his, a bunch of his quotes, blaming the Jews for basically everything. And we've, like I said, we've covered this on vegetarians before there's, there's been Holocaust denial posts. There's been, but, but recently after that, after that Daily Beast article where he, I think he lost some opportunity to speak somewhere. It might've been, it might've been like a Turning Point USA event or something yep, like that. Yep, it was, yeah. I think they like point. picked him out of that after it, after it, uh, after it dropped. He's been referring to Jews as the redacted, which he thinks is clever for some reason, even though it's, it's very obvious to everyone looking except for Josh Smith for some reason, because he's apparently an idiot. It's very <laughs> obvious to everyone looking that he's talking about Jewish people again. Like he'll say like, Oh, she's not white. She's redacted-ish. Or he'll be talking about the... I know there was some... And the, he, he's still dropping this all the time. Like, I haven't checked in, in a while because he's this this guy is irrelevant to me. But I, I checked, like, earlier this year, and he's dropping the he's dropping the word redacted all the time. Like, saying, like... Like, he said, like, oh, there's a lot of white money in the, M, in the NBA, the National Basketball Association. And, but then he corrected himself. He's like, oh, actually, redacted money. So you, you know he's talking about Jewish people. But back to what Angela, how Angela responded to that question. So Angela said, I reject the premise of your question. I don't actually think that someone who's trying to be a truth seeker and understand what's going on 
and ask the question about whether or not Jews run Hollywood is an anti-Semite. I think it's a really divisive thing to throw out. And then she just, she goes on about some other shit. I, I mean, I'll, I'll, no, I'll, I'll read the whole thing because again, the, the out of context people are going to try to curse. Context. Me. Context. But watch, this context is going to make it so much better. She's going to say, oh, yeah. actually, Holocaust denial is terrible and this is a terrible guy and we shouldn't be promoting him. No, she's not going to say that. Would he be invited to speak at the national convention? I, I'm not planning the national convention. That'll be up to the convention committee who they put on. And the convention committee, would it be run by the Mises caucus? No, it would be run by the Libertarian Party. And I wouldn't be stacking committees full of people in my caucus or people who only believe what I, what I believe, because that's not an effective way to run an organization. And that's why we've had so much drama over these past few years. Everyone needs to be represented, including Holocaust deniers. No, she didn't add that last part, but that's, that's basically <laughs> what she said. But like, like I said, maybe if maybe if Nick had been like, Oh, I'm just trying to. He sh he should have said he was a truth seeker. He's just trying to. He's just trying to seek the truth on if she was at the debate. And actually, yeah, the uh, Zach Britt is in the comments right now. Uh, tech guy, if you can if you can pull that up a little bit. Uh, yeah, he's in, the, he's in the YouTube comments, just so everyone on Facebook can see it. And I believe Zach Zach was actually the one who who asked the question at the convention, which was which was great. Kudos to him for that. But he said. Keep in mind, this response from Angela got thunderous applause on the convention floor in Alabama. Had to be a lot of Mises people there. I mean, this is what we're Alabama. dealing with in the Libertarian Party. We've got we've got people who want to unleash the cops uh, on homeless people or on suspected criminals. We've got people who think, and and not just people, but presumptive twenty twenty four presidential nominees. Who think that immigration is just a or talking about passports is like oh you're just against driver's licenses like it's, oh who do we got here? Hey, it's Ozzy. How's it going, oh, hey, guys? Ozzy. Oh, it, going, it is man? Ozzy. I was worried it was um it was it was the duck guy for a second. <laughs> I thought it was the duck but guy. This too. is another duck guy apparently. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's another duck guy. Oh, sorry for interrupting. Keep going. No, you're good. <laughs> I was getting towards the end of what I was saying anyway, so have you been have you been uh, watching any of the episode? I have not, unfortunately, with dealing with my kids. Okay, what so I missed. We, so we've talked about we've talked about Lou Rockwell. Um, we went through the the Nazi article. The Nazi Nazi article from a Nazi website, because I like I like to say both of those because it's clear it's a Nazi website and it's clear it's a Nazi article. Um, we talked about some other things that were posted to Lou's website, like the Thing about the moratorium on immigration and him post him posting black crime statistics after the Derek Chauvin verdict, him posting things as one does, yes. <laughs> normal normal people stuff. Him posting articles about white genocide in his website and about how the COVID vaccine causes AIDS. Then we moved on to Dave Smith's whole unleash the cops on homeless people thing. Oh yeah, I I think I I don't know if I touched on this, but Dave was also talking about how, like, he was justifying that rhetoric because he's like, oh, there's homeless people in parks I go to, and my daughter might see that. And, like, okay, Dave. But it, it's funny how he's, like, he's freaking out about homeless people in public parks, but he doesn't think immigration is a big deal. So, see where we're coming from there. And we, we talked about Dave's immigration stuff today, too, which I don't know if you've seen yet, but Dave basically, someone asked him if he's against passports because he was talking about uh like covid passports and things like that and someone asked him if he's against passports in general and he was like i'll focus on the totalitarianism and you can focus on driver's licenses which he was basically he was minimizing the issue of immigration to just driver's licenses but okay dave and then we we moved on to angela mccardle uh trying to rig the soho forum debate and then we talked about how she blocked sarwark for questioning her and that maybe she would have responded better if Nick had been questioning the Holocaust instead. So that that's where we're at right now. Any thoughts, Ozzy? I would have responded better. We know that. Oh, you're breaking up a little bit. She then he was just asking questions. From <laughs> uh, Dave, I just Dave. Dave talks about the state and how he's against the state, but 
there's a homeless guy in a park and all of a sudden he wants to unleash the state on the homeless guys. You know, it's just the homeless people. It's, it's just mind boggling how, how you can say these things with a straight face and just be, oh, I'm, I'm the more, I'm more anti-state than you are. I, I do so much for the movement. Like, I'm a real uh, anarchist. Arguing for sticking the police. The best part is how he always goes on that The best part is how he goes on that thing about how he's like the most consistent motherfucker you know. That's his, that's his tagline. And he's like, like maybe consistently shitty if that's what we're talking about. But if we're talking about consistently libertarian, like no, you're you're really not. Nope. And and he just he pretends to hate the state because I mean what it what it seems like is he he would prefer a worse state. <laughs> is really is really it. I mean he he wants to unleash the cops. He doesn't care about anybody outside of the um you know outside of the United States borders. You know the the worst thing that has ever happened to him ever is, you know, Applebee's not being dine in for a little while. Uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's funny how, especially recently, how much of his ass has been shown, like just through, through all this. And it's just, I mean, I, I'd, I'd say I can't believe it, but I can because it's, it's Dave and but he, he's, he's grifting for his podcast. That's, that's all this is. Right. He's going on. He's going on with other people. He's going on Rogan. He's going on. I think he's been on. Yeah, he's been on with Tim Pool. I mean, this is all just a a ploy to to grow his stardom. Or I don't even want to call it stardom, but right. you know what I mean. I mean, he doesn't. Yeah, he he's 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 a big fish in a in a very small pond. Uh, you know, he doesn't. He thinks he's not, but he he really is. I mean, it's 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 a tiny pond that we that we exist in. <laughs> Yeah. But the, just the fact that this entire Mises caucus, well, maybe not the entire, because I'm sure there'll be a few people, a few stragglers that, that don't support him, but just the idea that we're putting this guy forth as the Libertarian Party nominee. Like, if any of this is, is leaking out, how do you think that's going to go over? I, I don't think it's going to go well. And trust me, I can say personally that if, if Dave starts to gain any kind of traction, this this stuff is leaking out. So... We can keep that in mind <laughs> because I'm not, I'm not letting this guy act like he represents the Libertarian Party and a party that's supposed to be against cops beating the shit out of people or against cops attacking homeless people in parks or against people not being able to cross borders. I'm, I'm, not, act, I'm not letting this guy act like he's our representative, even if he wins, even if the Mises Caucus stacks the convention, which they very well might. Or they might they might scare away a bunch of the good people and then they end up winning, but just I know the name libertarian is already like probably beyond repair, but I'm not going to let this go down without a fight. Yeah, but they at least enjoy ourselves in the process. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, it's just yeah, it, it it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. It's also again the strategy doesn't make any sense. The people they're trying to recruit are people who are going to vote for Donald Trump if he's running. It, it, they're not shy about it. Now they've got people on state boards. I don't know if you guys talked about that. Uh, what's her name in New Hampshire? Who is the, the who tweeted the oh, the Hitler Carlin, thing? Gosh, yeah, I'm gonna I butcher about... her name. Oh I'm, yes, I'm not meaning to. Um, like Carlin yeah, Prager, the Prager U. Like yeah, the Prager U knitting yes. girl. She was. She was I think she was removed from Prager U from being too crazy. But she wasn't removed from the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire Communications. No, so no, she no, no, it's, 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 it's a bonus there. They want it's, it's radical. <laughs> they want it gets yeah, they want insane people. She they were bragging on, about for that. For anyone who didn't see it, for anyone who didn't see it, she went on this this weird rant about like how everyone chooses their, I think everyone chooses their destiny before they're born, which like. Yep. Yeah, Whatever. Like, like people choose to be a, like aborted then she, or genocided. Yeah, then she, so then she went on to like all the people who died. In, she said all the people who died in the Holocaust chose to die in the Holocaust, and like yep. Hitler was there to like show what true evil looked like, and Hitler's in heaven or something like that. Like it's okay yeah. if you have some, have some like interesting spiritual beliefs or something, but maybe maybe like. If you're a representative of the Libertarian Party, don't go around saying that Hitler's in heaven. <laughs> maybe. If you're a representative maybe. of the human race, Actually, maybe you know what? Yeah, if you're just like, if you're a person, probably don't say Hitler went to heaven. That's like, you know, we all agree that's not happening. 
Like, even if you're really stoned and having this, like, whoa, man, what if everyone, like, chooses what they do before they're born? Like, maybe don't post don't that say if you're it out representative loud. of the Libertarian Party. And maybe don't, maybe don't key in on Hitler. Just, I, I mean, maybe they're expecting another Boston Herald article. I know the one about Kaufman got, they got their, I think it was about Kaufman a couple months back. They were bragging about it. Oh yeah. Uh, how much attention it got. Oh, I, maybe this will get them a lot of attention. Yeah. They don't, they don't realize that all attention isn't good attention. Like they think that right. like they, saying, they, they don't, they literally they, don't. They failed marketing 101, whatever, which is impossible to fail, but they failed marketing 101. <laughs> Yep. As long as as long as their tweets are getting views, likes, that's all they care about, and apparently that's all there is to live for, or something. <laughs> I mean, a big part of a big part of that is probably the whole kind of like grifter culture going on, where it's just like, give me attention. I have a podcast. I want to make money. Hello, Justin. But uh, <laughs> I I do think I I wouldn't be surprised if that plays into it because it's just. The people who get attention end up getting advertised or they lose advertisers too, like Lou Rockwell did, but they get their, they get their alt-right fan base. And for some reason, the alt-writers give them money and then they end up at Disney World and it's just a whole different thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we have anything else for today? I want to add the disclaimer that I have no problem with josh taking his family to disney world and i'm happy his kids were able to experience that and i have nothing against josh's kids because he he likes to accuse me of attacking his family all the time even though i congratulated him when he won custody of his daughter and i congratulated him on his engagement privately when that happens because so just so i don't play into josh's little victim fantasy here i'm glad that the kids were able to experience disney world <laughs> oh well, I'd have to kill more grandmothers before I can do a successful, uh, successful oh, yeah. cruise there. Turnout. For anyone who doesn't know about who no, doesn't know about what Jeremy's quoting there, it was uh, <laughs> some weird thing from Tom Woods. Like people were making fun of him, and he runs like a cruise called like the Contra Cruise or something like that. I think it might have been with Adam Bates when he was arguing or whatever. And yep. Tom said like you would slit your grandmother's throat to run a successful cruise. It's like wow. Yeah, How many islands does invite... the cruise visit? Yeah, way way to invite two people who would slit their own grandmother's throats if they could host a profitable cruise. Because what I really want is in life is to be Tom Woods, you know. <laughs> Just visit islands all day long, every day. And have a like if, if I wanted to small face for like your head. If I wanted to appeal to the Tom Woods people, <laughs> I would not be attacking Tom Woods and the Beast's Caucus. Like I'm I'm sorry, but I care more about actually like what I think is right than like <laughs> going on tom's cruise <laughs> tom cruise get it tom, tom cruise. <laughs> that was all right do we have anything else we want to touch on here no i think i think i'm good for the for the day and yeah hopefully we can start doing these a little bit more regularly and not wait yeah we'll months. get back into this it's, it's just been a busy couple months for us like i wasn't even here for the last podcast so i was hearing things about it and i just I was like, I don't even, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I watched a little bit, but I haven't gotten to it because I've just been busy. But we'll, we'll get back into the swing of things. We're not, we're not gone yet. We're back. Oh, uh, one last thing before we go. Uh, Google is still posting just random stuff, and I'm just putting it up because it's, it's a good break. I saw, <laughs> I saw Ogle made a post today about how he's like recruiting, uh, not Tom Woods, but Tiger Woods. So there might be another Woods in the Libertarian Party very soon. Probably, <laughs> probably not. But there might. Sure, Tiger Woods. I believe it said. <laughs> or maybe it was Tiger Woods' girlfriend. I think. He, I think he made a. Things. He made this one earlier. This one, I was just like, Ogle, I see why you've been making your recent post now. I see where it's coming from. This, I, so I'll recent. read this to anyone who's listening to this on audio. Mr. Ogle said, I hear from people that the fakertarians are the ones bringing division and smack. I won't name the person, but they did file for U.S. president as a libertarian in 2020. <laughs> I wonder who that is. I think he's talking about Joe Jorgensen, definitely. Yes. <laughs> oh, totally Joe, Joe Jorgensen. It's Joe. I know we it. Solved she, it. Disappeared. she disappeared just to tell everyone that we were talking. It's got to be vermin. She's hanging out. She's hanging out with Ogle all day long. That's where she's been. Uh, that's why we can never find her. It's like a we don't even know where Ogle is half of the time. 
It's like a random Denny's with Wi-Fi. And seagulls. Bad. Don't forget the seagulls. Best episode. All right, but do we have anything else we want to say about uh, Mr. Rockwell's uh, Christmas wishes for us all, or do we want to wrap up? Um, Lou Rockwell is scared of black people. Lou Rockwell needs to be in a nursing home. I mean, yeah, I think I feel Lou Rockwell is scared of his own shadow at this point because it's darker than he is. <laughs> yeah, that he is. Like, whoa. Okay, we'll we're, we'll end on that. that he, Lou Rockwell is scared of his own shadow because it's black. That's our that's our <laughs> message for today. And yes. uh, so everyone, have a merry Christmas. We might I don't because Christmas is on a Saturday, so I don't know when we're going to do our next podcast, but we'll figure it out. But if we don't see you before then. Have a Merry Christmas from Lou Rockwell, and we'll see you again in however many weeks it takes. Bye, everyone. (laughs) Bye.